In this episode of Testimony, a musician's story presented by Soundseekers, pop singer Sersena shares her Christian testimony. Sersena talks about her feature with rapper Holvey and Grammy Award-winning rapper Lecrae on Reasons, major sync licensing placements she has had, and the fall release of her upcoming album, Orchards. I am Gaelica Brown, and this is Soundseekers Presents Testimony, a musician's story. Oh, it's so inspiring just listening to other people. And so I'm super grateful to, to be able to share it as well. So thank, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. It is definitely helpful to hear other people's testimonies. And it's like, it's a good reminder to share yours as well, because you kind of sometimes forget. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. Yeah, I actually, that kept coming up like at the beginning part of this year about the power of testimony. Um, and yeah, like nobody can take away from you, your story and what God does in a person's life. That is something that, um, yeah, the power of God in a person's life, no one can explain that away. It just is. And so it's powerful when we get a chance to share our story and it could even be like something super small that ends up like really speaking to somebody. So exactly. yeah. Yeah, you never Exciting. know what connects with people. Yeah, that's true. Uh, do you mind if I ask what um, interviews you heard? Or do you remember the artist? Yeah, so I listened to One Day. And then I started listening to the little bit of Social Club Misfits. And then uh, there was one other gentleman that I was listening to this morning. Um, Oh my gosh, I pulled the tab off. I've never seen him before. Oh, okay. So it was really interesting to listen to him as well. It was in like a playlist of, um, maybe it was Shepherd. Okay. Maybe that's what it was. I yeah. So. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right, so the social club, that was like my original format where I would weave in your guys' music. Um, that's what I did a while ago, but can't do that anymore on YouTube. <laughs> oh, you can't? Is it just like a little patchy? Um, no, like though, because of the licensing, like it's not, <laughs> it's not the artist's music, it's not my music. YouTube like makes you jump through hoops. It was a little, it was easier back then, but okay. then it just got more challenging. And plus it's also just time consuming on my end because I literally am the one doing everything, so you are okay <laughs> oh my goodness so i am curious i know we're about to start but so you started how long has this podcast been something that you've done yeah since 2013 was the first year yeah serious mm -hmm. and then i took a like two year hiatus or was it three year oh my like 2016 i was no 2017 i think was the last one i did and then when covid hit i came back Okay. 17, 18. Yeah, it's almost like a three-year hiatus. So when I came back, I just, I'm doing this straight interview format style. Okay. Oh, so wonderful. <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> All right. Well, let's go ahead and start with your, well, first, I want to make sure I pronounce your name correctly. It's Circina? Circina. Circina. Okay. And is that your last name? Yes, it is. And it is 
totally spelled that way. <laughs> so we didn't change that. That really? is definitely, yes, that's correct. Okay. Correct well, spelling for it. Where does it originate from? Or what's the origins? Yeah, the heritage is Czech and a little bit of German. It's kind of a mixing pot, but uh, Czech is the okay. primary. Yes. Well, it seems like the perfect stage name and the perfect spelling because everyone's like adding the V's in their name when it's like supposed to be an A. Like a U. A U. Or, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like churches. Yeah, people have definitely gotten very creative with the um, language symbols and uh, being creative with lettering. So, but so it totally works. It's not like out of left field, uh, but it is my name for sure. So, and then my first name is Molly. Is there a reason why you chose to just go by your last name and not your first or your first and your last name? Yeah, it's definitely been an interesting, like, artistic evolution. <laughs> I started in music super young, and I actually started doing country music first. And so at the time, um, I was going by my first name, Molly, for a little bit, Molly Stracina. And then um, I, while, well, like, the country days, I have family in Kentucky, and on my grandmother's side with my mom, their last name was Hunt. Okay. So there was a little bit that I was going by Molly Hunt. And then as I was just continuing to evolve uh, creatively and as an artist, someone had, someone I worked with was suggested. He's like, your last name is like super awesome. You should just like use your, your name. So I was like, man, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, then that was kind of just like an organic transition, which was a great way to distinguish that season of being a young person like in music and then also just kind of a next phase of the journey so okay sweet yeah all right and let's start with your first music memory whether it be a song um a concert what's the first thing you remember about music oh my goodness a couple splashes <laughs> are popping <laughs> <laughs> um, I remember my first concert for sure was a plus one concert, um, which familiar with plus one plus one. It was like a Christian boy band vibe. So, so like I went to a church town or something. <laughs> Say again, <laughs> Christian O town, Backstreet Boys type deal. In sync. <laughs> Totally. They had the frosted tips and everything. So it totally was a vibe. <laughs> um, yes. Yeah, so I definitely was a raging fan of them. And so my family went to that concert. Um, and then I do remember, like, I grew up in church. And so my mom was on the worship team at our church in Michigan. I'm from Dearborn, Michigan, originally. And so we would be at church, like, all day, get up super early my brother, my mom, dad, and I, and then my dad would run sound. And then my mom was a singer. And so mm -hmm. just being in that environment, like all day long from morning till night, cause they had Sunday services like mm -hmm. evening pretty often. And so I remember just being in that environment from a young age and then kind of as spillover, there was our children's pastor at that church that was very like, very attentive to giftings in young people mm -hmm. um so it was literally like five or six and he was like why don't you come sing for children's church like your mom and so that was one of my first memories like that 
idea never crossed my mind. I was just yeah. kind of like running around the sanctuary, having a good time yeah. <laughs> and would like want to sing with my mom for a second. But that um, moment of that children's pastor kind of in extending an invitation to like be a part of children's church with music was definitely like a very early memory of that. Okay. Wow. So did he even have any inkling that you can sing or was just like your mom can sing? So let's get you singing too. <laughs> I think, cause I would like run up on the stage and like try to sing with her. So I think he was, I think he had an inkling. Yeah. Um, and he also actually invited my brother to run sound for children's church as well. And he's a couple years older than me. So he, I think he did know that I like had potential maybe in this area and that my, I think it was something that I had in common with my mom. And so, um, yeah, he was like super kind. And there was like the little pro projector screens with like the clear where you would handwrite, uh, handwrite the lyrics or on the mm -hmm. like clear. I forgot oh yeah, the old school projectors. Yeah, like that super old school. Loud and they gave out heat, like it was hot to be around. <laughs> totally, <laughs> very much so. So I just remember like standing on the stage, like pulling the lyrics from that guy. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I totally like, I'm super grateful because that, I mean, singing, I loved it and just would sing around. But of course I was so young, it was never something that crossed my mind, so. Okay, cool. So you said you were born and raised in Dearborn, Michigan, mm -hmm. and you have an older brother. Any yeah. other siblings? It's just the two of us. Okay. So he's four and a half years older than me. And um, like, it's cool because God took him in a completely different path. Like I'm very creative and my brother's actually in the Navy. So, mm -hmm. but it's just the two of us. Yes. Okay. And then your mom sang in the choir and your dad ran tech and sound at the church. So yes. you were you were raised in the church then? Yes, definitely. Um, it was a part of the like family culture for sure. Um, and of course it's a part of, or has been for a long time, a part of like American culture in some form or fashion. So, um, I definitely grew up in that environment and I do have like I definitely have very early memories of like my mom's relationship with the Lord I would say has really marked me and has from the time I've been really little um and the older I get and the more that I've like watched her life up close just seeing her relationship with God and her commitment to the Lord like her testimony is pretty, pretty gnarly. I'm like, sometimes like someone needs to talk to my mom. She's like amazing. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I do remember like being very young and waking up early in the morning and hearing my mom like praying. Um, like I had a room in a two level house and I would like come to the top of the stairs super early and would hear my mom praying downstairs. And so that personal relationship with the Lord was very active in my mom's life and overflowed of course into the decisions or how she would like lead our family as well um and then so like being in that environment she would pray over my brother and I and just talk very openly about faith um and then when I was six like at a 
Sunday night service at church, I had a very distinct moment of like, I'd been in church so many times, of course, before. And then this particular sermon, I had a very, like, very distinct moment of, oh my goodness, like I, my heart is black. (laughs) I need Jesus. And so I was like, it did not matter. I didn't care who was around. I was six years old and gave my heart to Jesus. And then of course, like as time goes on, there's been some many come to Jesus moments as well. Yeah, I'm sure. But at six to think my heart is dark at six. I need Jesus. Yeah. Like my entire spirit, like fell into my toes. (laughs) I was like, I, I've never felt this way before, but I know that I need the, like, I need Jesus in my heart. And so I, I do remember that moment. And then over time, like starting to cultivate or like journal, um, at a young age and then starting to cultivate that relationship with God as well. Um, and then I think, yeah, just over time kind of, okay, now Jesus is in my heart. His Holy Spirit is on the inside of me, but actually having many moments throughout life of surrendering to the Lord as he is the Lord of my life. And then also kind of separating where maybe like I can't ride on the culture of my family's faith. um, And then I also can't ride it's not going to be like a love triangle when we get to heaven like I'm really going to stand before the Lord like myself and so Mm -hmm. there have been many moments like as I've gotten older where that's just like a reawakening of that and so opportunities to re-surrender my heart and my life to to Jesus as well that's awesome so let's talk about more than like maybe teenage early adult life where some of the times where you had to re-surrender uh, to Jesus um, a few times that might stand out the most to you. Yeah, I would say when I was 17, I was kind of like going through a transition of like creatively. I, I was like working super hard, going to high school. I finished, like tried to finish that early and then was trying to kind of find direction in life and I just was like trying so hard to do like make things happen I don't know I just was like working super hard and like striving in my own strength to do music or like whatever in life and was just like super confused and um it was also a period of time of course like where I'm transitioning into being a young adult in that that direction no one can decide that for me necessarily and so I had to like really get like the Lord had to break my will down in some ways and kind of really restart over and so when I was 17 he like literally brought me to my knees and um so I just like re-surrendering I don't I don't know where what direction like you want me to go in because it was like I started in music very young at like 10 and then of course there's like lots of changes and transitions and everybody that I was like working with that entire season just like completely dried up I was living in Nashville by that time which I live here now and I was like I don't know like 
I don't know what to do, but um, yeah, God definitely just started to break down self-will within me and just like kind of rewire how I thought. And um, it was like that like transition high school was kind of a darker period. Um, but God totally used that and brought in different people and started that were mentoring me as well, um, transitioning into this, being this young adult. And then um, in 2018, I ended up spending a couple months in Germany and Berlin. That was kind of like a creative adventure. Um, and it was following finishing college. So it was another transitional moment where I was no longer in the environment of anybody that like I knew at all. I didn't know anybody in Berlin. There was no particular invitation, but I felt like the Lord was like inviting this adventure to step out in faith. Mm -hmm. And so being in a completely different country and not knowing anybody was also another, uh, just like level of depth in relying on the Lord and getting to know him and getting to know the Holy spirit, um, and allowing him to just do some deep internal work as well. Um, and then, I mean, even recently there have been other ways that I like the back end of last year where again, it wasn't just another moment of surrendering how I think things need to look or my idea of like of anything. And, um, so yeah, there's definitely some pivotal moments along the way where God just like kind of prunes on the inside and it's an opportunity to allow him to heal and uh, just work in those deep places. So you said you were in Nashville pursuing music as basically a teenager then, mm -hmm. like working on albums, like trying to get a label deal or did you have a deal? Like you were like hardcore pursuing it as a teen. Yes, I actually, what sparked because I used to started in country and would like travel fairs and festivals at like 10 11 and 12 and at one of those festivals there was a publisher from Nashville that like I kept running into this lady at some of these events and so I was 12 and she invited my family to come down she's like you know I see a lot of potential in you and if songwriting is something that you'd be interested in I'd love to invite you to come to Nashville and try like a writing trip and so again it was a, something that was like that never crossed my mind ever but it was like an open door of opportunity and so my my family was supportive of that and so I started taking writing trips back and forth and so we moved to Nashville and I had signed a publishing deal with that particular gal. It was publishing and management. So it was really like an artist development at thir 13. Mm -hmm. um, and so that brought my family to Nashville. Um, and then that was a short period of time. And then there have been transitions since then. I was trying to get a deal in country and uh, <laughs> the Lord's been very kind um, basically is the moral of that story um, things that I thought should be one way and they just like completely took a left turn and it's like totally cool so I'm an independent artist now but I'm working with like a, just the most amazing team and I'm so grateful so yeah I mean it just seems like as a teenager to be flying back and forth from one state to another to be um 
like writing and trying to find your identity and and country basically and you're a teen so i would just think there would be all kinds of identity issues that you're struggling with and then ultimately having to find your identity in god yes like ten thousand percent and i think that is by the time i was 17 and it was like everything that i i just kind of was like in do it mode and just in a lot of different environments a lot of different houses working with tons of new people and all throughout high school um I was just like working and I like I totally enjoyed it but I think all of the identity those issues kind of came to a a head when I graduated high school and I literally didn't know what to do because everything that I was like working with nothing was working and it like it just that season completely dried up and so it really forced me to kind of face myself in a way and so the next couple years the lord kept encouraging me with music in different ways and place he actually gave me my manager in that pocket of time and so she's been a very patient lady (laughs) um but um manager you have now Yes, very much so. Yes. We've been working together for six and a half years and I literally, she's a true like gift from the Lord and I've learned so much from her, but yeah, I mean, so he encouraged me with music and creativity to like not give up, but it also, there was like definitely a, an extended patch of time that I just was like really struggling because I had invested so much of my identity and what I could do um and my gifts rather than who God is and who I am in the Lord and so that's definitely been an ongoing just kind of like deconstruction in a in a good healthy way um and yeah very much so and do you mind if I ask how old you are now I am actually turning 25 tomorrow. <laughs> um, so birthday. quarter of a century. So I'm 24 and turning yeah. 25 tomorrow. Yeah. Happy early birthday. Thank you. So <laughs> happy to be alive. Very much so. <laughs> yes. Awesome. Okay, cool. And um, are you single, married? I'm pretty single. That's definitely been... <laughs> been a very interesting kind of sensey area but it's okay um the area has definitely been very sparse it's kind of like kind of comical because again like I'm a very like I have an old soul and so like even going to writing sessions at like 10 11 12 vibes and then I would like write a song about my best friend and then literally the next day the next session I wrote a song called On Bended Knee which was a very dramatic love song as to like love why did you leave me (laughs) so it was like uh lots of drama and lots of emotions happening at a very young age so um but yeah I mean God's been very kind and um it's there's like a lot of mystery in that area but it's okay it's all good it's mystery in the area for me too so is it yeah (laughs) yeah so just dance with jesus in the mystery i guess yeah very much so 
And um, well, it's funny because you were talking about the intense feelings of like love and just being over dramatic as a kid. Because I was watching um, Billy Eilish, Billy Eilish. Oh my gosh, Eilish. Eilish. Billy Eilish's yeah. documentary, yeah. and she was talking okay. about how much in love with Justin Bieber she was as a kid, like in love. Like there's never gonna be a man who's ever gonna make me feel the same way as Justin. Like, how can I find love after Justin? Like, it was <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's so interesting. But also that definitely resonates. <laughs> I, I can totally get that. Um, yes, and I mean, which, yeah, I mean, that's definitely something, whether you're a creative person or whatever of kind of, the imagination is a beautiful thing um, because a lot of creativity can be birthed out of the imagination, uh, but definitely something that God has really dug deep and walked me through is kind of like how to manage my emotions. And also one area of surrender is honestly surrendering my imagination to him as well. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, I totally get that with <laughs> Billie Eilish is uh, affections um, because like, yeah, I mean, out of that place of probably longing, I guess, and that affection for Justin Bieber, I can probably imagine she wrote some great songs <laughs> out of that um, and just, yeah, being having to sit with all of those emotions, there's definitely creativity that can come out of that, but then as like, as a believer, somebody that loves Jesus to be able to like have all of these things that you're kind of simmering with and then give them back to the Lord. So though your imagination and your emotions or different thoughts that you have are not ruling you, um, those, your mind is sanctified <laughs> and your mind is like the Lord has access to your mind and you can still use your imagination and emotions for, for his glory and for, for good. Right on. And how would you say that God's presence looks like in your life personally, outside of the music, just personally? Yeah. Um, I love that. I literally, um, I love the Lord so much. And so it's been a really wonderful ongoing journey of like learning the person of the Holy Spirit and like allowing him to kind of be, to lead in everything. And so I do like, as far as just like personal time, I love to get up early in the morning and just spend time with the Lord, like reading my Bible. And then if there's like a book, uh, in partnering like some kind of like resource with the Bible and then praying and that kind of stuff and um, praying throughout the day. Like we have access to pray like all day long. So <laughs> like in the car, I'm having a good time um, with Jesus. And so, um, and then honestly, like uh, just over the years, I would say some of my travels like by myself or like nobody, cause I've had the opportunity, like anytime I've taken a writing trip for the most part, all of that, has been completely like physically alone in a sense. Um, and so I've really gotten to know like the Lord in those times um, and known him as a friend, as my Lord and savior and all of that. Um, and that relationship just continues to, to grow and develop over time. And um, so, yeah, I, 
personally, I know he speaks in dreams and through other people and through mentors. And so right now I'm been like, obviously everybody's kind of in the same spot physically, <laughs> but spending the time, spending time with God in the morning and really prioritizing that as like, I desperately need to get alone with him um, because the quality of my day <laughs> is going to kind of be evidenced uh, or like definitely by just being able to get on the same page um, and whatever comes throughout the day, just being able to walk through that with him. Yeah. So you learned that an early morning practice from your mom then. Yeah, in a lot of ways. Yeah, my mom would get up really early. Um, and of course, it looks like because our relationship with the Lord is not like a routine and not a routine as far as like falling into something to where it's like, okay, well, if I don't get up in the morning at X and X time and I don't spend an hour in my Bible or like that, because that, that gets weird or yeah. can get weird. Yeah. <laughs> um, but to really prioritize like being on with the Lord and I mean, you could go for a walk in the morning and just like yeah. listen to like audio Bible or like there's different things that you can do, but to be intentional about spending time with Jesus. Okay. Let's move on to hot topic, which trending right now on Twitter. Okay. <laughs> and one thing that's trip trending is buy art pop on iTunes. It's um a Lady Gaga hashtag. So apparently fans are her fans are petitioning for Act Two, the B sides of her 2013 album Art Pop. Okay. And um, Lady Gaga responded to it saying, I fell apart after I released this album. Thank you for celebrating something that once felt like destruction. We always mm -hmm. believed it was ahead of its time. Years later, turns out sometimes artists know. And so do little monsters. Pause up. And then she says, the potential to buy art pop on iTunes for a volume two has inspired such a tremendous warmth in my heart. Making this album was like heart surgery. I was desperate in pain and poured my heart into electronic music that slammed harder than any drug I could find. Hmm. So my question is, like, do you know and understand the pain of creating something um, and it being painful and then also like <laughs> maybe it not being mm -hmm. received the way that you want it to be received after pouring your heart into something? Yes. <laughs> uh, maybe. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if like how specific I should be with what it was, but I do feel like there have definitely been a couple songs over time. And I, I do release a lot of music, but um, I like pretty consistently. But there was one song that I released recently that I, it was interesting because at the time that I wrote it, it was relevant for one of my co-writers and it was very personal and very painful experience and then I understood where she was coming from but like when it came time to actually releasing it or like preparing for it I had this like sense in my soul I was like I feel like I'm gonna have to walk through something that is really difficult if I 
in order to for this to come from an authentic place I like have a suspicion that I'm gonna have to walk through something and so I totally like that very much proved to be the case like super hardcore and um so having the opportunity to walk through it was of course like personally very painful but then it like allowed me to sing it from a deeper place a couple years later um and to have that like understanding um and then when we like released it there were like a couple glitches with some of our like marking vibes and um just some different like quirky things that happened and then um it just like we're super passionate about it but then it wasn't it's an amazing song but it didn't like quite like latch as maybe some others have mm -hmm. and there's like you can't really really predict what is actually going to latch because yeah. then other things that that are like totally great and personal then those things have resonated more so it's kind of like oh that like hurts inside because by the time I released it I felt a little bit like a wet noodle I was like oh it's out and it like hurt a little bit and then of course you like hope it resonates with people and you just don't know so I, I do totally understand well you never know like maybe five ten twenty years from now it might resonate <laughs> yes that's that's also very valid completely yeah absolutely and um being that like it's her supporters who are you know um pretty much demanding for itunes to put this album out um how powerful can supporters be to your career yeah that's pretty crazy and i do like sometimes i think about that or just like what we're doing is the art is very personal but it is really about people and that kind of relationship between supporters of people that love your music and then like what you're giving to them and they totally give back in really amazing ways so that relationship is very very crucial and powerful and um just kind of a reminder of just even being like very um attentive or like serving your your fan base or supporters as well Okay. All right. So let's get into your music. And um, you said you've been you've been doing this since you were a wee little babe. <laughs> <laughs> yes, very much so. It's very funny. I have a lot of songs, and some of them will will not see the uh, will not see the streaming platforms, and that's okay. Um. <laughs> I, I mean, that's just how it how it goes. Um, but you've also have a lot of features that you've been a part of. Um, the feature that grabbed my attention um, was the most recent one with Colby um, and uh, Grammy award winning hip hop artist Lecrae on Holby's song Reasons. So crazy. <laughs> my whole spirit is like kind of still toast over that. This year has been really wonderful um, and I'm so thankful. It was really wonderful to like, cause I feel like this was a, this collaboration specifically was a new level of being able to participate in somebody else's artistry. Um, and then of course, cause Holby just released his album on 
this past Friday and like you can tell it's very very personal Mm -hmm. um so to be able to collaborate and participate in that artistic vision and his heart and and to also share with Lecrae as well was like super humbling and also exciting um so I literally love the song and we started um I wrote the hook with two other gentlemen in Nashville um, so it's definitely been on a journey and that was in 2018. And then it's kind of been put together piece by piece over time. Mm-hmm. And then listening to that collaboration now, it's kind of like the duration of time that has passed, like all of the lyrics and the messaging that's in it, it wouldn't be what it is without the amount of time that's passed. So to mm-hmm. see it kind of come together has been really awesome. And I've, I have so much respect for the Reach team and for Lecrae and Holvey and like everyone that is a part a part of the team. So super thankful. Yeah. Yeah. So I interviewed Holvey. Um, his actual interview testimony is available now. But... <gasps> yeah, I can't wait to watch. <laughs> but he was telling me that he received the hook with, you know, your vocals and the hook already there. And, mm-hmm. and then that like, you know, gave him the idea to write the song so it's just it's interesting like you said how things come together and sometimes you need that time like 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 this might be the time now for lady gaga's album that she wrote in 2013 to like pop and resonate and like you said you wrote the lyrics for reasons or the hook for reasons in 2018 and then here it is 2021 being released yeah it's pretty wild and it's like it's cool too because like of course when I was writing the hook like I started preparing for the writing session with the other two guys just in my apartment and sat down at the piano um, and kind of had a concept based on some things that I was going through personally and then of course gave it to gave it to the guys and then as time and like it got dropped in Holby's lap and then it meant something completely different for him. So, and then with Lecrae, he's got a completely different perspective, but they all thread together into a universal message. So it's everyone's personal testimony, honestly, in a sense, um, that's threaded together and then hopefully has like personal meaning for whoever would be on the receiving end or listening to it. So it's really cool. And there, I do believe it's something that over time too, God has like helped me just kind of release the timing or like have an expectation of when, cause I could be super passionate about something, but the actual timing mm-hmm. of when it is released into the atmosphere, God already knows what is going to be happening in culture five years from now. He knows what's going to be happening tomorrow. So to mm-hmm. be able to be a participant with the Lord in that way and to also surrender even our own creativity on with his timeline. Um, and I do really believe that message with, with Holby and Lecrae is really like pertinent for, for where we're at right now. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that's important that you were saying how you kind of need to surrender like the time to God, because I can imagine as a songwriter, or just a singer, you you put together this song, you pour <laughs> everything into it, and then it just kind of sits. Like you have no idea like when it's gonna really be given the life that it may or 
may not deserve. Um, yeah. So I would just think it would be really challenging, especially if you don't know Jesus, to have to yeah. deal with that time after time, every single time you create something. Yeah, very much so. And I think, yeah, I mean, I guess in a way, just when you're trying, especially if you're trying in your own strength to make things happen, there's definitely something to be said for working super hard. Um, and But then again, leaving the timing up to the Lord. So if you're like trying super hard in your own strength and then something doesn't work, I think the odds of feeling the weight of disappointment is like greatly increased to where as we can rest in that God seriously has our best interests at heart and you know the Lord um, and how he takes you on the journey like it's it's okay and then um, if something doesn't work it could be for another time and maybe it's just <laughs> maybe that's just something that is like not and then like being able to just kind of yeah give that back to God and he may come up with something like there may be something completely different. That's even better than what you thought should have been the thing or that worked. Exactly. And you also got to make, shoot the music video with Lecrae and Holby as well. Yes. That was <laughs> wonderful. I like, I felt like I just was observing everything. <laughs> I was a pretty quiet lady of, on that video shoot, but everyone was like so professional and so kind. I was like, this is awesome. I'm so grateful. And I like at the end of last year, like I did kind of go through something that was really like personally very difficult. And so I actually, I felt very fragile at that video shoot and to be able to communicate that song and then just be in the company of amazing people. I was just really grateful. Um, cause that was in Atlanta. So my mom, my mom and I, actually drove down from Nashville to Atlanta to be a part of that. So sweet. Yeah. Awesome. All right. And internationally, um, you have a song with renowned DJ Robin Schultz. Better yes. with you. <laughs> yes, I'm so excited about that one too. That's like again, that's another testament because that song is like I wrote in 2017. So that one was really simmering for a long time and actually had a couple different versions there were different like artists that was gonna cut it um and it was literally like one of my favorite songs and i wrote it in london with a couple other people on a writing trip and um the manager for robin Schulz was like a huge cheerleader and advocate for it so between um our our team my manager wendy uh resonate music and then with his manager like the Robin's manager was like, we're not going to let this one go. So it's like the timeline again is like kind of timeline can't really guarantee, but it will definitely like happen at some point. So I, I think just over, over time, my spirit has like very connected to the Germans. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, I'm so excited to be able to be on that project too. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. And you've also have had placements on um, with TV shows and networks uh, like ABC, HBO, said uh, Station 19, 
in containment, it sounds like that was maybe like the larger of the placements with your song, Meet Me on the Battlefield, and it having over 11 million views on YouTube. Yeah, that was crazy. Um, I feel like there's several common threads that the Lord is like kind of threading through my life. And I mean, that song and that placement is another example of that. Um, because I sync licensing and licensing was also something that never crossed my mind. And I wrote Meet Me on the Battlefield when I was 17. Um, and then kind of in that period, 17, 18 is when that placement had gone through. Um, and that was an in-show placement and I could not have like anticipated at all how that whole thing transpired. And then there was another like YouTube channel that reached out to me and our team that was called Nightcore. Um, so it's kind of like in this anime vibe and it's like a very, it's a whole different culture, but they take songs and then pitch up the audio. So then it sounds like kind of like chipmunk vibe, but okay. then their graphics, <laughs> it's very interesting. I like kind of don't know a ton about that world, but the graphics, they are very intentional and in kind of following a particular storyline. So um after following that placement this other youtube channel reached out and said like hey we'd love to collaborate with you with this song and then they released uh battlefield um nightcore version and then that one <laughs> i mean that one is like god i think it's like 40 million something oh wow okay that one yeah so that was like kind of crazy but also again it's like i that was never in my brain like ever so um but yeah the containment placement was really huge and I think even after the show ended one of the networks like Netflix or something had uploaded containment to to the to the network so kind of had a fresh life breathed breathed into it okay and you also recently celebrated having over 10,000 followers on Instagram <laughs> yes <laughs> yes we love to celebrate there's like definitely this year has uh, had some really wonderful milestones and I love people and so it was super super cool to um, be able to celebrate that as well sure awesome. okay so you're also right now I don't know if you're still currently or are you already wrapped working on your latest project it is well underway. Um, all of the songs are picked out and we've released one song so far um, called Upside of Down. And so we have yeah, a couple singles. Video as well. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's really beautiful with uh, Brie Marie Fish directed the video. And so um, this project has been super fun. And again, like all of my creativity, the older I get in as uh, with each year, I feel like God has been very creative with how he's like led the creative process for me. Um, so I'll have been working on like one project and then he'll also like already be kind of giving glimmers of inspiration for, okay, where do we go next? Um, which I think has been pretty important because I'm working with an independent team. So having a creative vision to be able to like say this is kind of where we're going next has been pretty important um, for our team to like all work together. Um, so I'm really excited about this one. Um, and I was literally in the process of kind of releasing 
an album when God started planting seeds for this one. <laughs> so I was like, it feels very strange to have one foot in one area and then another foot in another. Um, so, but the concept and how the creativity has come together has been super cool. So I, I can't wait to share. Do you have a title yet? I do. I totally do. Which I, yes, I guess I could just say it. <laughs> I'll have to come up with some things to like, yeah, uh, be creative. But the project is called Orchards. And um, so some of the themes are like going back to your roots. Um, and so that's been kind of a really interesting journey of like going back to cultural roots a little bit and kind of infusing because my heritage is Czech, German, like Bulgarian, Austria in that Eastern Europe, Europe realm. And so it's been a cool opportunity to kind of celebrate the Eastern European flavors in some of the like visual aesthetics and infusing anywhere possible, even sonically maybe. Um, and, and then also kind of examining part of going back to your roots is okay, like examining, like looking at family and saying, what are some aspects of my heritage or my culture or my family that are totally worth celebrating? Um, and then maybe what are some other things or like habits or, or whatever in my heritage or family that are not so healthy and that I don't necessarily want to carry on into the next generation. And so that has been uh, interesting journey on a personal front and then how that's also spilled over into the creativity um and then ultimately to have this like image of fruitfulness um and being a fruit bearing person um with with our lives so kind of that process of uh in order to grow an orchard, you got to start with the roots <laughs> and then, like everything that it takes to kind of develop that. So it's been really cool visually to experiment and explore and then kind of with the songs themselves, explore all of these different ideas. So when do you plan on releasing it? Um, it will be released in October. Okay. Um, so with a couple singles sprinkled in between. So I think we have four other singles that and then there's like nine songs total on the project plus a bonus song <laughs> so um yes we've got nine and I was threading in like like loose inspiration also with that visual of like orchards and fruit um also like the fruits of the spirit and kind of exploring like what if we kind of attached a virtue to each one of the songs mm -hmm. um the bonus track obviously has a little bit of a miscellaneous vibe <laughs> because uh, there's nine fruits of the spirit. So we ran out of fruits. I don't know what we're going to do about the 10th song, but um, that's been super cool to explore and then talk with visual artists as well um, with, with these ideas as well. Okay. Well, I've heard the, I don't know if it's a full project, but I've heard the demos because I think, yeah. yeah it wasn't like it's not finished yet so i've heard the demos and um typically i like to go over like four songs but if the album's not going to be out yet by the time i release this um we can just do the upside of down since okay. that one's currently out 
<laughs> okay. Yeah, absolutely. And if it makes sense to circle back around, I'm happy to um, when it's out. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So if you don't mind, if there's like a verse that you wouldn't either mind singing or reciting and then just kind of giving like the heart behind it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. It's hard enough to find a way, but it's harder when the lights go out. The shadows of my darkest days keep me quiet when I'm trying to make a sound. The old me would be running away, but I'm not afraid to hold it close slowly. Watch hours go by, get through the night. Oh. It's beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, so this was, the song is definitely about finding yourself in a moment in your life where there's like, everything is kind of disorienting um, or where you're in a really dark place and uh, everything that like your perception of reality, everything gets completely flipped on, on its head. And sometimes it's really difficult to see the positives when you're literally in the thick of that moment um, and to see the hope through it um, and to, to honestly like allow yourself to feel feel pain and acknowledge that you are in pain so this song is kind of like it's interesting because it's still hopeful but it's left in a place where you're still kind of questioning there's not really a resolve in the song itself um even though there will be eventually um but it's just kind of marking that moment in your life when you literally feel like your whole world is like crumbling or you don't understand uh, why you might be going through what you're going through and um, so it's like asking what's where's the upside of down mm. um, where's that positivity of or where's the hope that I can find through through this difficult situation okay okay and um if you happen to have like another single you're going to be releasing within like the next four to five weeks are you doing that or is it going to be later it's going to be like the next artist single is in June. Now, um, on Friday, I'm releasing with a friend uh, a, a remix kind of edit of Speaking of Billie Eilish. <laughs> I did a cover of Ocean Eyes. Um, and so we're releasing that. Um, but the next single is, is released on June 4th. Okay. All right. So we'll just leave it at that then. One break your songs before they come out <laughs> <laughs> drop some easter egg vibes <laughs> give some samples <laughs> but how would you say god's presence looks like in your life musically yes i this is definitely an area that i get super amped about because i do feel like creativity has been a really wonderful adventure with the Lord. And, um, I definitely will pray before sessions. And I actually was listening to a podcast recently, um, that was talking about being, bringing the same kind of intentionality in prayer with creativity and with art as we are with other things in our lives. Cause I don't know, sometimes you're like, 
do your routine of like your craft and it's fine, but to really come to the table and just ask the Lord for his inspiration and his heart. And um, so I would, I definitely, he's stretched me creatively. Like one example um, kind of recently is I was on my way to a writing session and ultimately, it's really just like listening to the Holy Spirit, asking the Lord for help, asking for his heart and what he wants to say. Um, and he can use all, all kinds of different things. But I had a song called Flowers that I released last year. And I was on my way to the writing session. And during that week, it was in Los Angeles. And I like randomly felt like the Lord had me. I met with two different ladies during throughout the week. And I felt like he was like, asking me to buy them flowers <laughs> and so I went to the flower shop and I'm like okay this is like I don't know I'm totally I haven't seen these ladies in like forever but yes we'll buy them flowers well after the second like coffee meeting that same day I had a my last like writing session for the week and so I was like driving in the car and it was like really not a nice part of LA but I kept seeing these like flower shop signs <laughs> I was like this is very interesting like why are these why is this like sticking out so much and then literally as I was getting closer to my session I felt like the Lord was like so today you're gonna write a song called flowers so if <laughs> the opportunity comes to suggest the title that's what I want you to say and at the time, like I was pretty self-conscious about throwing out title ideas and like very melodically inspired. Um, so I was like, oh, that sounds like, <laughs> that sounds a little weird. I don't know if I want to do that. Well, I got in this writing session and I had never written with these people before. And so we were just like talking, getting to know each other. And then one of my co-writers was like kind of transitioning to like talking what we were going to write about and he goes so I've been doing this like writing exercise at these different camps where we'll all put like different random words in like a cup or something and we pull out a word and we have to write to a specific title like in two hours mm -hmm. so he's like so do you happen to have any titles today that you'd like to write on? <laughs> I was like oh my lord the the Lord has rolled out the red carpet for me to obey him. And so, yeah, so I like blurted it out. I'm like, yeah, let's write a song called Flowers. And so that's totally what we ended up writing. Um, so it was a very interesting, like just kind of sunflower seed that I felt like the Holy Spirit planted. And it was uh, a little bit of risk on my end because it was a way of writing that I wasn't really used to. Yeah. But the, the fruit of that, just taking that like small risk ended up being like a really wonderful song and I released it as a single and it was like really cool and um so there's like the more that I lean into that and to lean into the voice of the Holy Spirit the there's like different ways that he'll speak creatively uh in my creative process as well and then of course I have amazing collaborators too so I get to uh, bring that partnership of what God is saying, but then also be super open for what my co-writers are interested in or who I'm working with. Dope. I mean, now that you talked about flowers so much, I, if you don't mind, can we get a little piece of flowers? Oh yeah, totally. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah. Sitting alone all on my own with my insecurities. 
Had to grow up no matter what, find my security. I see the good, I see the bad. I gravitate to the sad and it's sad cause it's all I've ever had. Life can always be romantic in the worst of circumstances. I believe in second chances. Mm -mm. I don't always do the right thing, cut the vines before they're growing. But I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying. Awesome. Thank you. Appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. I love your voice. So <laughs> thank you so much. You're thank you. And now that you've completed this interview, are is there an artist whose testimony you would love for me to to share? Like, who would you like to see interviewed oh. on the platform? <laughs> oh my goodness. That's an amazing question. Um, this is like kind of random, but I do really respect him a lot. Um, his name is John Michael Howell and he is very cool. He's got like long like black hair. Um, I've had the opportunity to write with him one time um, and met at like a conference a couple years ago. Um, he releases his own music. He's also been on TikTok and he'll do these like mainstream like pop songs or like top 40 songs and then kind of make a Jesus version of it. Mm -hmm. So like what it would be like if Jesus was like singing this to you um, or something like that. And so he kind of like tweaks the lyrics to kind of match the, the relationship with the Lord. So it's very clever, very cool. Um, but he's like just a super passionate person and I really, I love passionate people, um, in general. And so he would be a super cool person to kind of, to hear his story as well. Awesome. Cool. Well, I definitely appreciate you taking the time to talk with me. Oh my gosh, Gaelica, thank you so much. I love this conversation and <laughs> I'm so grateful just for the platform that you have and giving people a window into different artists and creatives their their heart and and sharing their testimony because it really is encouraging within the creative community and and well beyond that as well so thank you no thank you hey what's up thank you thank you for listening to the show thank you for watching the show however you consume us thank you Please subscribe to the show. And if you really enjoy the content, please leave a review. It really does help with the ranking of the show. And if you want to go an extra mile, share the show, share this episode. And for all things testimony, visit testimonystories.com. Until next time, I'm Gilika Brown, the music lover constantly seeking positive music. <laughs>